Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. Welcome back to The Motivated Mind, a top 100 health podcast, thanks to each of you. This is episode 348, and I'm your host, Scott Lynch. Thanks so much for listening. If I've brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe or follow button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook and let me know what you want to hear more of. And please be sure to share the podcast. You can learn all the skills in the world, math, business, writing, but the right mindset will always trump them all. It's a great unlock to all other skills. Success and happiness come down to one single component, and that's mindset. In order to achieve our goals in life, our mindset needs to match those aspirations. And this is exactly what I pack into my free weekly newsletter. As a free subscriber, you receive the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter once per week packed with actionable insights on how to master your mindset and optimize your happiness. If you haven't subscribed but you enjoy the content I drop on this podcast, then you're missing out. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe for free to the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. One of the biggest challenges we face in this modern world is information overload. But what if there was a simple, effective, and workable solution to this problem? Well, luckily there is, and by using four key organizational principles, we can leverage digital tools to create a knowledge storage system as intuitive and efficient as a second brain. And the man behind this system of building our second brain is Tiago Forte, one of the world's foremost experts on productivity who has taught thousands of people around the world how timeless principles and the latest technology can revolutionize their productivity, creativity, and personal effectiveness. And he's also the author of Building a Second Brain, a remarkable book that I've recently done a deep dive into. So, 
here are my notes on ideas and concepts I found interesting from his book. Meet John and Amelia. They're both knowledge workers. John has a second brain. Amelia doesn't. And a typical day for Amelia looks something like this. Amelia wakes up and her mind is flooded with scattered thoughts and ideas. But before she can follow through on them, she is distracted by the ping of email notifications. She spends the morning putting out fires in her inbox. There's no time to gather her thoughts before an afternoon meeting. Worse, she spends half the meeting sifting through files, trying to find the numbers she needs, and loses the thread of discussion completely. After work, exhausted, she carves out a little time to work on her passion project, but gets quickly discouraged. She can't remember where she left off last time and has no idea what to prioritize now. She goes to bed and the cycle repeats the next day. Now, John's typical day looks a little different. John also wakes up to scattered thoughts, but he quickly types down promising ideas in his notes app. On his way to work, he mulls the ideas in more detail, making an audio voice note of potential challenges and solutions. When his afternoon meeting rolls around, he has the agenda ready to go, as well as extra information he thinks could be pertinent to the discussion. And that idea he jotted down this morning, it's refined enough to now present to the board. That evening, with time to spend on his passion project, he knows just where to begin work. Now, John isn't smarter or more capable than Amelia. He simply has a second brain. So how do we build a second brain that works as well as John? Well, it's easy once we crack the code. That's code as in C-O-D-E. Each letter stands for one of the four steps for building a second brain. Capture, organize, distill, and express. So let's start with the first step, capture. We're surrounded by information inputs, both external, like quotes, images, articles, and meeting notes, and internal, like memories, musings, and insights. And we need to capitalize on those inputs. When we encounter a piece of information we want to remember, we should capture it. Now, that might look like taking a screenshot, bookmarking an article, or even recording a quick voice note. Yes, it's that simple. Now, you might be thinking, hang on, I, I do that already, and I definitely don't feel like I have a second brain. Well, you're probably making two mistakes. First, you're probably capturing the wrong things. Often, we capture things because we think we should, even when we don't feel any connection to them. We end up with way too much information that doesn't mean very much to us. So, Try and capture only information that sparks something inside you. And it might help to think of the pieces of information you want to capture as knowledge assets. Because they're more than a fact or an observation. They're solutions, time savers, sparks of inspiration and perspective shifters. Second, you're not centralizing the knowledge you capture. There are all kinds of digital tools that let us capture knowledge assets. For example, we can highlight ebooks like 
like and bookmark on social media, extract audio clips from podcasts, the list goes on. But these tools aren't the whole story. Think of everything you capture with these tools as nerve endings. They should all lead back to one central nervous system, our second brain. And any standard digital notes app should do the trick. Now, maybe you are still feeling overwhelmed by all the information you're capturing. Well, we can follow the lead of Nobel Prize winning physicist Richard Feynman, who had a reputation for innovation, out-of-the-box thinking. Feynman wrote a list of about a dozen core questions that he wanted to answer in his research. And whenever he came across a new piece of information, he would test it against these core questions. And using this method, he often found solutions in the most unexpected places. Maintaining a list of core questions helps us focus our captures, even while we build a comprehensive library of knowledge assets. So beyond this, how can we start to build our second brain? Number one, create a digital space designed to optimize productivity. Have you ever heard of the cathedral effect? Well, basically, in simple terms, it's the premise that the space we're in affects our thinking. For instance, we're more likely to think lofty thoughts about our life's purpose when we're in a cathedral with gothic arches, vaulted ceilings, and marble floors than we are in a dentist's waiting room. And we're more likely to find focus in a spare, sparsely furnished studio than in a room overflowing with clutter and mess. And this same effect applies when it comes to digital spaces. Think of our knowledge assets that we've captured as the building blocks of our second brain. So the next step is to organize it. It's time to start building them into a cathedral that will inspire incredible thinking. See, if we capture without organizing, all our precious knowledge assets begin to feel less inspiring and more overwhelming, and we begin to face yet more information overload. And this time, the person responsible for that overload is us. So we have to be a cathedral builder and organize those assets. Now, our first instinct might be to organize by subject category. However, we need to ignore that instinct. Our second brain shouldn't feel like a library, but rather a kitchen. A Gordon Ramsay, yeah, I can feel him yelling as I said that, kitchen designed for efficiency. See, imagine if you organized your kitchen by food. It wouldn't work. See, kitchens are organized by process and outcome. For example, pots are stored in the cabinet above the stove, a dish rack next to the sink, and so on. To make our second brain outcome-oriented, we need to organize our knowledge assets in order of actionability. And this is where the acronym PARA comes from. P-A-R-A. -A. This stands for Projects, Areas, Resources, and archives. These are the four domains of our second brain. And each domain can contain as many or as few dedicated folders as we like. So let's dive into each of these. 
Projects are short-term objectives, usually with a deadline that we are actively working toward completing. A work project might be designing a new website, whereas a personal project might be planning a holiday. Areas are ongoing commitments. For example, our personal finances are an area, not a project, because they don't have a delivery date. They're dynamic and need consistent oversight. Resources is a holding pen for topics we're interested in exploring, but haven't translated into projects or areas just yet. Our weirdest, wildest hobbies and dynamics can find a home here, from bookkeeping to astrophysics. Finally, our archives. These are our finished projects, areas that are no longer relevant and interests that aren't speaking to us right at this moment. Now, just because they're not immediately relevant doesn't mean we should abandon them from our second brain. But we should move them into cold storage so they're not getting in the way of more actionable knowledge assets. Now, of these categories, projects are the most actionable, archives the least. Each knowledge asset we capture should be assigned to one of these four areas. That way, they're placed in order of immediate actionability. Now, don't get too excited because it's best not to organize as soon as we capture it. We should wait until we have a batch of assets to sort through, then organize them. This gives us the distance to look at each asset analytically and as part of a broader context of information. So, to put this into action, clear your digital workspace, archive everything, seriously, Having to sort through a mountain of old files is the biggest deterrent to building an effective second brain. And once we have a fresh, clean space, do a mental stock take. What projects do you have on the go right now? Think of two or three, then assign them folders. Now you're ready to start building your digital cathedral. I get asked all the time, what's the most important habit you can build? My answer, sleep. Caring about sleep has transformed my life from my physical to mental health, to cognitive function, to energy and productivity. And when it comes to sleep products, I'm extremely picky. Momentus makes my sleep pack. I trust Momentus because they are my partner in formulation. As I started to prioritize my sleep over the last few years, I realized something. There were hundreds of sleep aid products on the market. However, many of them made bold claims, but lacked the science and the data to support those claims. Momentus made me feel good about supplements again, used by the best in performance, Olympians, professional athletes, and pro and college teams. The science behind their products is second to none. The combination of ingredients in the sleep pack helps me go to sleep stay asleep, and have the highest quality sleep possible. I personally love the Momentus Sleep Pack. Super convenient, single-serve pouches that deliver the essentials that help you not just fall asleep, but stay asleep and improve the quality of your sleep. Designed by the world's best experts, used by the world's best teams and athletes, 
and made for all of us. Go to www.livemomentous.com and use code MOTIVATED for 20% off your first order. That's www.livemomentous.com, code MOTIVATED. Number two, take what you need and forget the rest. Let's say you wake up in the middle of the night, you've had an amazing life-changing idea, so you jot it down, then you fall back asleep. When you wake up in the morning and read the note next to your bed, you think, what the hell? Alien cucumbers? Yeah, alien cucumbers. wonder how those would taste. All right, when we let enough time pass between filing a note and encountering it again, no matter how much it resonated with us in the moment. Six months later, it makes as much sense as alien cucumbers. So how can we avoid this problem? Well, we don't just want to save knowledge. We want to save knowledge in a way that's accessible and relevant when we next come across it. Now, here's the irony. The better we get at capturing and organizing, the less discoverable all our information becomes. There is an old Chinese proverb that goes something like this. If you want to get knowledge, add something every day. If you want to achieve wisdom, subtract something every day. Now, the next step in the code system is distill, which is all about subtracting. See, Working in layers, we identify, extract, and distill key information. The more layers, the more potentially distilled our knowledge assets can become. So here's what four layers of distillation might look like in action. First, you save an article that sparks your interest. Second, you read through it and highlight key passages. Third, you bold key ideas and phrases within those passages. And fourth, you write an executive summary of those key ideas, no more than a few sentences. Now, when we're distilling, we don't need to summarize the entire article, only the parts that sparked our interest and are relevant to our objective. Another tip, make sure the most distilled information is also the most discoverable. For example, our executive summary should be the first thing we see when we navigate back to a knowledge asset, because this makes it easy for us to re-familiarize ourselves with any asset's most critical takeaways. Now, sure, distilling takes time, but it saves us far more time than it takes up. And the next time we engage with our captured knowledge, we won't have to go back through everything to remember why it's relevant. And we can choose the level we engage at by skimming the summary, refreshing the key ideas we've highlighted, or going through the content again. Now, if you need further encouragement to start distilling, take some inspiration from the documentary filmmaker Ken Burns. His documentaries on subjects such as jazz or the American Civil War are master classes in distillation. See, Burns relies heavily on found in archival footage. For every 50 hours of footage he captures, only one hour makes the final cut. So, to put this into action, set aside 30 minutes, grab your beverage of choice, and sit back with an article you've been meaning to read. Then go through the layers of distillation, read the text, highlight key passages, bold critical ideas, and create an executive summary. 
Number three, don't just store knowledge, use it. This is the last step in the code system, Express. Now, this step is pretty self-explanatory. We've built a working second brain, we've gathered information, organized it, and distilled it into key takeaways. Now it's time to put that knowledge to use by creating new deliverables at work, action-fulfilling personal projects, getting side hustles off the ground, and innovating new solutions to those nagging problems. So, what are you waiting for? Off you go, time to implement. Actually, pause. No, not this episode. Pause before you implement the code system. Because we're not finished just quite yet. For many people, this final step is the most daunting. So here's a final hack to help ensure you use all that knowledge you've captured, organized, and distilled. Get your projects off the ground using intermediate packets. Now, you're probably thinking, what the hell are intermediate packets? They're small, actionable chunks of a larger process. Think of Lego. The more pieces we have, the more intricate and awe-inspiring constructions we can create. In just the same way, we'll be able to pull off astoundingly big and complex projects if we just break them down into discrete, achievable steps. In fact, many professions already do this. Software developers work in modules or sprints or epics, and TV producers develop pilots before they create whole seasons of television. Now, tackling an intermediate packet is, of course, more achievable and interruption-proof than trying to tackle a whole project at once. But there's another advantage. Intermediate packets allow us to solicit feedback early and often. That way, if we need to change course, we can do so with a minimum of lost labor. And even better, once we create an intermediate packet, a meeting agenda, or a mission statement, we can use it again and again, repurposing and modifying it to suit our current projects. In fact, if you've been using your second brain for a while, you probably already have dozens of pre-built intermediate packets in there already. So, to put this into action, try and complete a project. It doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to be done. And if you're a serial non-finisher of things, try this rule of thumb. Only start a project that's 80% done. When the groundwork is already laid, you're way more likely to see things through. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into building a second brain. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Motivated Scott. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all, and thanks so much for listening. Motivated Mind is a legacy division.